thing that people say like, oh, you're just getting older. Well, you could be getting older, which we all are, but you could also just be rapidly decreasing your testosterone. So kind of like look out for those subtle changes. And then another thing is like, yeah, this stuff doesn't sound fun. Like you cutting out sugar, saying no to dessert, going to the gym if you've never done that. But I think for us, like our lifestyle matters. Right. And we want to be able to play a significant role in like everyday things with our kids as we get older grandkids. And so I think now's the time if you're listening to this to ask yourself, well, what kind of lifestyle do I want to live as I age? Do I want to great gracefully age or am I cool with just like, Hey, one day waking up and shit just doesn't work. Right. And that's really important to me. Like when there's things that I don't want to do around health, I'm like, what would 80 year old Janelle say to me? (laughs) 80 year old Janelle would be like, girl, thank you so much for taking those vitamins. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. I'm Janelle. And I'm Eddie. And we're the Copelands. We are entrepreneurs, parents, business and life coaches. Lifelong learners is so much more. On this podcast, we share some of our best and worst experiences. <laughs> From raising kids to building businesses or having a career you always dreamt of. We tackle it all. And all the funny moments in between. Look, life can be a challenge and sometimes you just need the right friends to help you push through. Pushing you to the right mindset and perspective that shifts life in your favor. So if you're like us and you're always looking to grow, laugh, and dream big, this is the place for you. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. And I'm Edward Copeland, and it is fantastic to be here. Uh, What a wonderful day spending time with you, my love. Oh, you're just so sweet. Um, listen, we did a podcast last week that people are pretty obsessed with, and it's about uh, women's hormones, menopause, all the things people don't tell you that could potentially ruin your vagina, ruin your sex life, <laughs> ruin your relationship, your marriage. And your mind. And your mind mm-hmm. and your bones and all of the things. So if you haven't checked it out, go uh, listen to that episode. Yeah. It's something about a broken vagina. That was the title. <laughs> and in this episode, we thought it was only fair and fitting to talk about the complexities that men go through as they age. Um, and so we have... So many guests that we have sent out a ton of emails to doctors, experts in the health industry, um, in the erectile dysfunction industry. (laughs) And so we're going to share what we learned while researching this. Why? Because we said in the last episode, as we get older, like we're trying to figure out how to stay on top of our health, how to keep our love life fresh and active, how to... Uh, not get old, shriveled up and wrinkly and not how to how to not lose our minds, get dementia, osteoporosis and all of the things, all the things that I think that most people would want to avoid. Right. And the key thing is, is this if you are a if you have a man in your life Mm -hmm. and you should be listening to this. Yes. Right. Whether this person is a spouse, brother, son, whatever it is, um, just like if you were a man, go to the last episode. If you're a male, if you're mm-hmm. a man, <laughs> go mm-hmm. to the last episode. I don't know why that sounded weird. And, you know, check out what we talked about, because I think that the more you know what's going on in your loved one's life and what could be going on with their body when you see changes, uh, all those things are really helpful um, to make sure that you make whatever necessary adjustments to live a healthy and to live with vitality. Right. Right. And I think I'll kick it off if you don't yeah, mind. Kick it with off. A, we were overwhelmed last week with so many messages and 
emails. And so if you want to send an email, send it to uh, push podcast. Wait, what is the email? I got to look at the email. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you guys the email, but you could send it to uh, Eddie and Janelle at gmail.com. Let's start there. And then I'll link it in. The or show you can notes. go to the, you know, our Instagram or yeah. um, TikTok, and you could just, we are the Copeland. Yeah. And just push leave a DM. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll leave that in the show notes, but lots of people sent messages. Uh, a few of them want to remain anonymous, but mm. they wanted to share um, some deeply personal things that they thought um, would help some of the listeners with today's episode. And so I'm going to read one to you really quick. So this woman says, I'm sharing something deeply personal that my husband and I have been trying to navigate in hopes that it might help others who are feeling isolated and maybe going through some similar struggles. Um, I'm in my mid forties and over the past year, I noticed that my husband who's a bit older has been having difficulty maintaining an erection during sex. Mm. At first, my reaction was far from understanding. I felt rejected, unattractive. And unfortunately I let those feelings show in my ways, um, show in the ways in ways that I'm not proud of. Um, it took a heartfelt conversation from a close friend to see things from a different perspective. My friend gently pointed out that my husband was likely facing his own internal battles filled with embarrassment and inadequacy and that my responses were probably not helping the situation. So it was a wake up call for me. Taking this to heart, I decided to change my approach. And instead of reacting with frustration, I initiated an open and compassionate dialogue with my husband. I made it clear that I was there for him, ready to support him through whatever he needed, um, whether it be medical, a medical consultation, therapy, or simply just understanding and being patient. This shift towards communication and empathy has made a significant difference in our relationship. Um, he's opened up to me about his fears and struggles, and together we're trying to take the right steps to address the issue without placing blame or shame. Mm. It's brought us closer together, and this... Uh, and transforming a challenging situation into an opportun opportunity of strength um, in a way to strengthen our bond. Sorry. So it goes on and on, but basically that's the gist of it. Yeah. Um, and I think that on both parts, right, if the woman's going through something, I think the the key to every relationship, it sounds so cliche, but it is com it always comes down to communication. If you feel like it's a safe space to communicate something that you're insecure about with your partner, then I think together you can probably overcome anything. But I have so many friends even that practice avoidance, you right. know, like they get pissed off at their spouses and these are men and women and they just choose silent treatment or avoidance or they'd rather talk to a friend about it versus talking to the actual person that they have a problem with. And so, you know, just again, I think communication on all fronts is always the right answer. Yeah, because I think that what most people, and it's, and it's basically, you know, um, insinuated in that, in that message, that when sex has fallen off the cliff, then it's naturally because this person is no longer attracted to me. Right. It's naturally because they don't find me sexy anymore or, or any of those things. And I think that just like we talked about in the last podcast, like there are things that go on hormonally that impact people in a way that they can't control. Right. And because they can't control, there's a lot of 
misunderstanding with it and they don't even understand what's going on with their own body. Well, I think it's and a lot so of shame. I, it's a lot of shame, but but I think what ends up happening, especially when we don't know what's going on with us, as human beings, I think we have to find an answer. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we go to the easiest thing, right? And that may be from a projection standpoint, uh, we may point out things that are no longer attractive about the person. And it may not, it, be, it may be true, but it also may not necessarily be that true, mm -hmm. right? Or we may find other reasons to validate why we feel this way because mm -hmm. we don't know that it's actually something that's going on with us from a hormone standpoint that's impacting mm -hmm. everything else. And so I think that this misunderstanding festers and I think you see a lot of long-term relationships break apart right. because of these things. And I think that as we get more and more and do more and more research, we're finding, oh my goodness, like this, this is not only you know, impacting women, mm -hmm. but it also impacts men and I think one of the things we're going to get into is we all really know a lot about erectile dysfunction, but we also don't necessarily really understand all the other elements that are impacting men when it comes to having low testosterone. Yeah, I don't know that I know a lot about erectile dysfunction. I just know, hey, you're having trouble getting hard. Right. I, and that probably could impact a relationship or two or three or however many you have. Um, but I also kind of am a bit biased and jaded, like you guys have, you know, stuff to help with that. <laughs> and and that's not necessarily the case for women. You know, there are right. some things that you can do. And again, that's why we'll bring on an expert. But I think you have more resources and there's more what well, we talked about in the last episode. There's more science. There's more data. There's more research. There's more funding. And that's. Just but just sucky. like anything else, like in kind of Western medicine, I, and I put in quotes, um, most of the things that you'll see out there in the marketplace solve the symptoms mm -hmm. of low testosterone, right. right? Right. So I just want to make sure everyone's clear, like erectile dysfunction is a symptom mm -hmm. of low testosterone. Uh, it is not the the end all be all. And so I think that what you'll find is Viagra's out right. there. You find all of these things that help you get it up. Mm -hmm. but, but we want to know why it stopped getting up. Right. Yeah. And so I think that that's, that's the, the, the main thing that I think we want to focus in on and make sure that people understand like, hey, how do you prevent it? And maybe how do you get it back? Right. Right. Because the body is an, an amazing thing. It can It can recover really well if you do the right things. Right. And that's not the same for our vaginas, but oh well. <laughs> right. um, I do have another letter I'll read later because yeah. another listener wrote in about, well, I'll just kind of briefly share yeah. it. But she was saying that in her late 40s, her and her husband, who had been married for like a decade, um, he began showing like noticeable lack of interest during intimacy or with intimacy. They basically stopped having sex. She thought it was her again, mm. right? Um, and then for women, it's like a lack of emotional intimacy as well. Right. And so you feel disconnected. You feel like your bonds being severed. You feel like, um, you know, like it's just, it's, it's just not the same, your relationship and something has to change. But women, I think internalize that there's something like fundamentally wrong with them. Right. And so she says that, you know, for a decade we navigated our lives together yet so part, so apart. It seemed like the gap was widening with each year and it was just a silent struggle that we barely acknowledged, right? So it wasn't until they divorced, went their separate ways, <clears throat> that basically he had a moment of vulnerability, confided in her that he was diagnosed with low tes testosterone after they broke up. Wow. And then, you know, it was like a bitter pill to swallow because like now you want to be there to support him, but also our marriage is severed and we didn't have the proper communication. So she goes on to date, mm -hmm. finds a guy 
who's mid 50s um, and they have wild, crazy sex (laughs) and she's having a blast and everything's great until now things start to kind of change with her. But basically, she says that the guy she was having sex with, she was like, oh, my God, like, this is great. And then he had a heart attack Mm. and then they stopped having sex. But then she started having body changes, too. And then it was like now she's kind of putting the pieces together and she's like, I think he had a heart attack, maybe because he was taking Viagra. Mm. And then now it's impossible for us to come together based on her and him. Right. And so that relationship's just kind of like in limbo now because there's not really any conversations about it. It's a lot of speculation. Right. And that's that's really tough. Right. Because I think that, um, you know, men have a tough time like going to the doctor and and, and doing a lot of things to check. Mm -hmm. And so low testosterone goes undetected and undiagnosed in most cases. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, I think that I saw a study that said that um, approximately 24% of men have a total testosterone levels less than 300 NG. So basically, I think that's nanograms. Mm -hmm. Um, So 24% of men have low testosterone. Right. So one of four men are struggling with low testosterone. And obviously that that percentage changes depending on the age group mm-hmm. you're looking at. But pretty much you're looking at between 30 and 79 years old where this is is really prevalent. And I think that um, just like anything, our environment, the world, the foods that we eat can speed up some of these things so that people are struggling with it early on in life. And, you know, like we mentioned uh, when it comes to women, uh, when you have hormonal changes, it's not always about your age. It could be you know environmental it could be you had an operation that removed something important like you know hysterectomy or things like that but for men i think that one of the things that i've been finding is that like our diets exercise all those things can lead to you having an early onset of uh, low testosterone right and like i don't know if you're going to jump into it right now but what i read was basically at the age of 30 is when men's testosterone levels start to dip. Like it's right. at the highest for men and women in their 20s. And then for men, it starts to dip in their 30s. Right. You- yeah, and that's, and that's what I read too. And that's, and that's big because I think that it's also when men are less active. Mm-hmm. And so for many men that, let's just say you don't have a healthy lifestyle, like you don't have a you know, very specific workout regimen, you don't necessarily watch what you eat, you don't have a supplemental regimen, and so and then you get into your 30s, you start to have a family, you start to be more sedentary, and all of those things lead to quickly the diminishing of your right. testosterone uh, over time, right? And also keep in mind, like, if you're listening to this and, and you're a man and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm good, every morning I wake up and things are good. And, mm-hmm. and for most people who, who don't know, and hopefully you do, men w- wake up with an erection in, early in the morning and it's a good detection or indication that you've got good testosterone. So is that your first, like, that's your first thing? That's like, your first thing. Eddie you, Copeland, when you yeah, wake up if in the I, morning. Yeah, if I wake up and I'm like, hey, good morning. <laughs> good morning. Then you know you're okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay. But the thing that I'm really realizing through research that your testosterone levels can spike and dip Mm -hmm. throughout the day, right? right? And so you can also have that throughout the night. And so you may have a morning where things are not really going Mm -hmm. on, right? And so that may be an indication that you had something you did or something you you participated in lowered your testosterone. And so you woke up and you didn't have an erection. But I think that 
it's important to know that because of the fluctuations, it is hard to detect whether you are actually struggling with low testosterone. Mm-hmm. But that's an indicator. Like if that you is have, one of the indicators. So if you're a teenage boy, you have a teenage son, or you are a 40-year-old man, 50-year-old man, if you wake up in the morning, like every guy goes through that? I every, mean, I don't have one, so right, I'm every guy, Every guy goes okay. through that. Yeah, well, that's you, good to know. You, you wake up with a... I'm going to start checking. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding. Just to make sure. And, and another indica- indicator is um, all of a sudden you gain weight, mm-hmm. right? Or you have what you would call man boobs, mm-hmm. right? And so that's man boobs is probably the one of the first things I've ever noticed and saying, not for myself, but mm-hmm. in others, when I say, wow, that person may struggle with low testosterone mm-hmm. because of the fact that they actually have, um, you know, breasts for a man, mm-hmm. right? And so that's something that you want to make sure you, you really understand that something's going on with your body. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, you know, the other thing is I wanted to, I wanted to talk about, but I, did you have, did you have another letter or anything? No, I kind of summarized <laughs> it because it was long, but I just want to thank people for writing, you know, writing right. in, for reaching out, for sharing their struggles. Um, and there were a lot of women, we'll circle back, but there were a lot of women that said, you know, you need to do an episode on women that are in menopause that it's not by choice. It's not by age. Like you said, like maybe you had breast cancer in your twenties and you can't take hormones Mm -hmm. like getting older. Um, one of my girlfriends, I believe Sarah had cervical cancer or some sort of, I I can't remember exactly what it was. Sorry, Sarah, but that put her into menopause. She's like, share my story because this is not an age thing. This is just, I, I don't have a choice in the matter. And that's even more, agonizing right you know, and difficult to kind of get yourself through and like accept and so um yeah we'll we'll so circle back on that but back to you the penises <laughs> is it penis eye penis- <laughs> so i what i think one of the things i want to make sure we accomplish is like it's important to know there like we mentioned there are greater things that can happen to you mm-hmm. than just you know, erectile dysfunction from which, a lack of testosterone. Yeah, mm-hmm. with, from a lack of testosterone. Which I, I don't. I want to rephrase that. There are other things right. because I think that psychologically, when you feel like you cannot perform for sex, or when you you, know, you have an attractive wife and you're beautiful and like you want to have that intimacy and it's just not working. Mm-hmm. And that can be frustrating. That can I be frustrating, can right? And then it's also a stigma to it, right? And so I think that that's super important. But I mean, so people may be thinking, okay, so what do I need to do? Right. Like, what are some of the things so that I could do to, to increase my testosterone? So we'll talk about that. But where I really want to first start with is what are things you're doing right now that are lowering your testosterone? Mm, okay. <laughs> right. So um, number one is poor diet. Mm. Processed, sugary foods uh, are low in uh, nutrients can decrease your testosterone production. And just know that testosterone, it's, it's, it's basically, you need precursors in order for testosterone to be activated, mm-hmm. right? And so it, it, those precursors are all part of androgen, right? And so androgen is the group of, te- of, of hormones that produce testosterone. And there are areas in your body that you can activate um, that will help you produce testosterone, but also there's ways to destroy it. And so poor food eating is a way to d- disrupt the androgen uh, process of, of actual testosterone being produced in the body. Okay. Um, and so, so if you have a, sh- a sweet tooth and you have dessert every night, that could be a problem. Right. And so I think it's up to 57% of people, uh, men who have type 2 diabetes, mm-hmm. 
also have low testosterone, mm-hmm. right? So as you, obviously, obviously, you can see the um, the relationship there. Mm-hmm. The second the second thing is uh, lack of exercise, mm-hmm. and I know that sounds obvious, but the you know inactivity can lower your testosterone because of the fact that typically because you're getting older, you're not doing things to stimulate that, mm-hmm. right? And so exercise is a way to stimulate stimulate testosterone, but there's also a specific way to do right. that as well. Specific type of exercise as well. So for right. example, like let's just say that you're a man that has a desk job, right. you're an engineer, an accountant, whatever, you've got a desk job, you need to start lifting weights because yeah, you, you, going for brisk walks, that's also going to lower your testosterone. Like 100%. you've got to lift weights. And so I want to talk about this exercise piece because those that are chronic cardio folks, mm-hmm. so women and men, mm-hmm. a surefire way to lower your testosterone for women and for men is to over to do, do too much too cardio. Much cardio. And what I mean by too much cardio, I mean that means cardio every day, mm-hmm. right? Because cardio every day reduces those large muscle groups because you mm. lose muscle, right? Right, And so within your muscle groups, especially the large muscle groups, your legs, your glutes, um, your chest, shoulders, mm-hmm. all these areas are where testosterone is stored and that's where it's produced. So if you do too much cardio, so everything you do is you either ride a bike or you mm-hmm. do running, whatever it is, um, you are impacting that at some point. The, the, the great thing is, is that cardio is good, but in moderations. Right. right. And so if it you, actually said sex is actually a good heart cardio to do. Right. So, for, you know, yeah, have sex. There's your exercise. There you go. <laughs> well, maybe you have low testosterone, which is impacting your libido and it's impacting your erectile dysfunction or causing erectile <laughs> right. dysfunction. So then you need to go lift some weights. Right. And so we'll talk a little about what type of weight training actually is the most beneficial. Okay. Uh, excessive uh, alcohol consumption. Wait, sorry, going back. Is it fair to say that the the least amount, the less muscle you have as a man, the lower your testosterone is? 100%. Okay. 100%. That's so, a really important thing to know. Right. Right. And so I think for the people who have like, oh, I've just, you know, I've, all I do is run. Or I've never really lifted weights. I never really lifted. I like being outdoors. I hike. Okay. Right. And let's just say yeah, there's weights and there's resistance training. Mm-hmm. And so I think both are going to be important. Okay. But, you know, for men and for women specifically, you've got to incorporate some type of weight training that is heavy. And mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll get into that. But, Lucky for me, I hate cardio. I love lifting right. weights. So, <laughs> and the girls are like that too. It makes right. you feel strong. You feel powerful. And I, th- I would think the same is true for men. Like even if you didn't grow up going to the gym and you haven't developed the habit as uh, as an adult, you know, and you prefer to go on walks or runs or something, right. I think knowing what we're discussing now, like, hey, the more muscle that I have, then the higher my testosterone is, like I would be, oh, I'm picking up a dumbbell tonight. 100%. You know? Think squats, think sex. Okay. Right. So <laughs> squat down four sets. No, I'm just saying. Think like yeah, the correlation. Yeah. So if you're not a person that likes to lift weights, especially if you're a woman, you a woman, and are like, oh, I don't want to get buff. Right. Oh my you're goodness, not gonna get you're buff. not going to get yeah. buff. And, and and just let me just say, let's take a commercial break for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, been in your f- soapbox. Yeah, I was in the fitness industry for a long time, and every single time I would talk to someone, especially a woman, I say, hey, you need to lift weights. So women and, and men had two different types of responses. Mm-hmm. Women would say, oh, I don't want to get buff. And I would say, trust Honey, me, you're I've been working out for a long time yeah. and I'm trying to get buff. Right. There's no way that a year of, of lifting weights, yeah. you can walk out and go, oh, my God, I, I, you know, I right. can't even touch my shoulders. Right. right. 
you're okay. Yeah. You're going to be fine. Um, and then men say, oh, I want to lose weight first and then lift weights. Yeah. So you want to drop your testosterone first by doing too much cardio, and then you want to try to bring it back. Okay, mm -hmm. that's not going to work. Yeah, so, these are gym myths. Th these are myths that people yeah. use a lot. So if you if this is for you, I'm glad we were able right. to uh, to touch your soul with this okay. truth. Truth. So um, number three of ways, uh, third way to reduce your testosterone is chronic alcohol abuse. Um, so those that drink a lot, mm -hmm. alcoholics. Um, or you drink too much, it can damage your testosterone. It can damage your testes, and then it, it inhibits your ability to produce testosterone. Okay, so sugar mm -hmm. and alcohol, testosterone killers. 100%. Mm -hmm. Number four is stress. Mm. High levels cortisol. of stress uh, and chronic production of cortisol uh, leads to the stress hormone, negatively impacts your uh, overall testosterone mm. levels. Uh, and cortisol it, it can reduce your body's ability to produce testosterone. Mm -hmm. And so it's basically a blocker for the production of testosterone. So finding like meditation, finding ways to reduce stress is super important. Mm -hmm. um, uh, ashwagandha, the, the, the herb or the, I don't think it's, maybe it's Ithaca is an herb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is a great natural way of taking something that helps you calm yourself. So if you're a person that is high strung, it is impacting. I've taken that. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. Ashwagandha. There we yeah. go. Uh, poor sleep. This is the one that uh, that havoc that I struggle that with. Havoc wreaks havoc. Wreaks in me. Because yeah. <laughs> you don't listen to me. I tell you all the time. You need more sleep, and you're like, ah, I feel great. Okay. Yeah. Well, then after you read this, you were like, okay, yeah, I'm right. gonna get yeah. more sleep. I'm Seven not trying to lose Seven to nine hours of quality sleep is super important. Seven to nine, and it's mm -hmm. optimal for testosterone levels. Okay. Uh, Obviously, obesity, what we just talked about, being overweight. Obviously, in a lot of cases, when you're overweight and you have excess body fat, mm -hmm. um, especially in, in the stomach area. So, fellas, if you're out there and you specifically, you can have great legs, mm -hmm. right? You can have great shoulders. But you got a big belly. But you got a big belly. Mm -hmm. um, you're in the in the path of low testosterone, right? You're going on that journey. And so, you can't hit leg day every day and you can't have chest day every day. Well, you can't just be a crazy, yeah. like, I eat anything I want and I go and I just lift weights. Mm -hmm. And then you get, you get this, you've seen it, you know. Well, that's my, for my brother-in-law, Mitchell, right. who told me he didn't want to eat vegetables. He's like, no, I just take green supplements. Oh, yeah. I said, Mitchell, grow up. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Anytime we hear people that, that are adults and they say, oh, I don't eat vegetables. I say, you know what? It's time to reparent yourself. I say it's, grow up. Grow up. We need vegetables. <laughs> we got to eat things we don't necessarily like sometimes oh, to stay healthy. No, that's so funny. And so the the crazy thing is that the abdominal fat can lead to lower testosterone levels because it's, it's converting testosterone into estrogen. Mm. And so the belly fat is super important. Well, I'll just tell you... Um, you know, women don't necessarily like that. It's not one of those things. We don't want belly fat on us and we don't want it on our man. <laughs> and so if we have belly fat, there's a problem. If mm -hmm. you have belly fat, there's a problem. And if it's taking away your testosterone, like we just need to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that two Cutting bellies, the sweets and the alcohol, two, two bellies make it hard to reach. <laughs> um, so let's move on. <laughs> Number seven. <laughs> Number seven is, um, exposure to chemicals that are that are can disrupt so endocrine uh, is a is a um, disruptor and so those are find found in plastics mm. so those that are drinking out of water bottles mm. plastic water bottles um those plastic water bottles obviously have a chemical and that chemical is something that can definitely impact the um 
your ability to actually create testosterone. Mm, so get body. you a hydro flask. So get drink out of glass or drink out of a, a, a hydro flask if Got you it. can. Um, smoking and using illicit drugs, I think that that's a no Drug brainer. But smoking uh, smoking cigarettes uh, is definitely a way to lower testosterone and taking op opioids. So mm -hmm. not a really good thing. Stay mm -hmm. away from don't the be a crackhead. Don't be a crackhead. Mm -hmm. And then this is a big one that most people don't know excessive caffeine intake mm. right so obviously moderate caffeine especially drinking black coffee could be very good for you like a cup a day but because of the fact that you're drinking you know red bulls or you're drinking monsters and you drink back to back i, I know people who drink Sam, like jasmine's boyfriend right multiple um energy drinks yeah. of 200 milligrams of caffeine mm. uh you We're know sending that plus, to Sam. right plus a day is a, is a way to reduce your um, your testosterone because mm -hmm. it spikes your cortisone levels of stress. Yeah. Right. So you're creating stress, and so it's a blocker for testosterone. And so I think that those are some of the key things that I just wanted to make sure we touch on that people are doing to reduce our mm. um, impact, the ability to produce testosterone. So how do you build and create testosterone? Well, I'm glad you I'm glad you asked. So. So. You talk to a very specific person. I won't name them because I don't want to out them. And they were talking about taking steroids. Oh, I right? should name them. <laughs> Someone I love was like, oh, yeah, I've been working out for the last three months. I, but my muscles aren't growing fast enough. I think I'm going to start taking some roids. And I was like, yeah, how about you don't? Like, why don't you give it a year? Right. And like, you know, a lifetime, by the way, you're in your 30s of not working out and then switching over to yes i work out for three months expecting in 90 days you're going to be ripped so he was like yeah i think i'm just gonna start taking some roids and i was like yeah no i don't think you should do that and then he paid me the greatest compliment that i could be paid which was and he said be honest oh yeah <laughs> how much how much did he, he ask you how much test how much uh yeah. steroids does eddie take yeah I was he like, asked me he's like come on janelle be honest i was like when we were bodybuilding i told him if he did that and it impacted his penis in any way we were done because i was like no yeah. then that would be something you did to ruin right. that right and that's selfish and I, i've never taken steroids never for, <laughs> so, the record, for the record look into the camera and tell people i have never that, yeah. taken steroids i have uh all natural here yeah um and so the, I think the reason why I brought that up is because some people might be thinking, okay, if I have low testosterone, then I should take yeah. you know, steroids, which is- Go to the roid man. Right? The problem with that is that- <laughs> um, It's not the same. It's not the same. And then and usually the outcomes are very different, right? And so an anabolic st steroids is basically like just pumping yourself with a synthetic steroid, which is really about- you know, growing um, outside of the natural growth mm. of yourself, right? Uh, and then also, and so mostly bodybuilders, but also performance athletes, right? So you're trying to get faster, mm. and so you would take a steroid to accomplish mm -hmm. that. Um, the problem with that is that that leads to liver damage that can lead to cardiovascular problems, Heart psychological attacks, yeah. effects. I mm -hmm. mean, people say, this dude is juicing, and that's why yeah. he's all freaking Crazy. out. Crazy. Slipping um, cars is, and shit. Right. And so then you also throw your hormones out of balance because mm. your body's like, I got this hormone. So I'm going to stop producing this hormone. Right. And so the problem with that, and so if we tell, uh, did you name the person? No, I didn't. If you tell the person, if you take it, 
then you setting yourself to have to take it forever mm. because your body or you take it and you're going to have to do something medically to get your testosterone to reactivate again because your body is saying you already have the hormone, so I don't have to produce it. Right. Uh, and that's not what you want. And then obviously infertility is something I think people are well known, mm. known about to, uh, steroids. So the other thing that you can do before we get into the natural ways that you can take hormone replacements, like we talked about mm -hmm. when it comes to uh, menopause. So go see a doctor. Right. And so that is different. Right. right. And so that is, you know, it's monitored. They know how much testosterone you need. Um, you also could probably express like, you know, what you're trying to accomplish with your body and mm -hmm. your life. And they can give you the appropriate amount. And that when that's just, that will be a better outcome and you lower the risk of all the other things that can happen. All right. And so when you think about like what you can do, we talked a little bit about um, all the things that can come along that. But I don't but I want to make sure we say that this one thing like, you know, erectile dysfunction is, is part of it. But I want to make sure that, you know, people understand low, t low testosterone can lead to mood disorders, fatigue, loss of muscle, dens uh, loss of muscle and strength. Uh, bone density, body fat, cardiovascular risk, cognitive decline metabolic syndrome, insulin resistance, and then reduced quality of life. Yeah. And so all of those things, in addition to not being able to, um, you know, get perform. it up anymore and mm -hmm. perform are all things that you got to be really, really, um, you know, thoughtful of. Right. And so, um, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, I don't want, you know, we thought long and hard about the episode like content because we don't want to be like, Hey, you should definitely cut out sugar. You should work out. And you should just live an active, healthy lifestyle. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Everybody knows that. Like, that's literally the the cure for everything, right. right? But for men, I think it's even more important that as you age to know you're already losing testosterone. The loss of testosterone causes all of these, you know, significant things that could damage your long-term health. Right. And then if you continue to do you know, the sedentary lifestyle, not work out, continue to not lift weights, continue to eat the sugar, continue to like do this. It's like the, de the decline of the testosterone that your body is naturally not producing coupled with all of these bad habits. It's going to amplify the speed or increase the speed that your body is decreasing the production of testosterone. Right. So you can either age gracefully and maybe supplement by going to a doctor or you can age poorly and speed up the fact that your body is going to just stop making testosterone, which makes everything else worse. hundred percent. And so I think you, these are things that we want to talk about, especially as you get closer to 30, 40 and beyond, because you're trying to hopefully like maintain some sort of you know, health and wellness so that way as you get older, like you're still a silver fox and you can still get your you know, on. Yeah. And and I think the big thing is no no one wants to be a shell of the their former self. Right. right. And I and I think that that to me is probably the most frustrating mm -hmm. and I think the thing that leads to the, the great depressions that people go through is because I remember who I used to be. Mm -hmm. I remember how much fun. I remember how much energy I had. And, and your mind remembers it, but your body is a whole different thing. Right. And now your mind is now impacted by all the things that impact your, your you know, that have been impacting your testosterone. And so now your cognitive decline is there. And so I think that like all these things should be taken really seriously. And if you are avoiding like living an active lifestyle or, or taking care of yourself, just think about, 
you know, 10 years from now, mm -hmm. right? And you wanted to live a certain life, but you can never capture that again, right? right? Or you've got to really radically change your life at some point in, in order to get to have the life of vitality that you want to have. Right. So a couple things you can do. Um, one of the things that I think that is an easy thing to do is go outside, get some vitamin D, mm -hmm. right? Vitamin D is, is huge because it is a, um, a way, sun exposure is a natural way to increase vitamin D, but it's linked to higher testosterone because of the fact that um, we have cholesterol all over our skin. And when the sun's rays hit our skin, it, our bodies create vitamin D. Vitamin D is a precursor as long, along with cholesterol to creating testosterone in your body. Well, what if you have someone who's like, oh, he drinks uh, alcohol, likes to party, you know, does the occasional drugs, but he definitely likes to tan. He's mm -hmm. vacationing, mm -hmm. you know, lays out in the sun all the time. Well, I think he's probably That's a problem. <laughs> You're okay with vitamin D then. <laughs> You're okay with vitamin D. And, and the crazy thing about this is <laughs> he would probably help himself more if, if he, he took go, off his clothes. If he took his clothes off. So uh, vitamin D or sun exposure to the, you know, the, the penis area actually increases your, uh, testes? your testosterone. Your testes. Your, you know, I was going to say your balls. <laughs> your balls get a little sun, <laughs> and all of a sudden. Wait, so uh, if you didn't hear that, Eddie said, when your balls get a little sun, <laughs> then what? It then increases it, your vitamin D, which it, what helps make testosterone. Well, it, it yes, it increases okay. your vitamin D, which is which helps um, your, your I actually levels. knew that. And mm. you just found that out today because Tim Ferriss in his book, no, I knew that before. Body, he's like, oh, yeah, I definitely go outside and sunbathe for like 15 minutes with my my stuff out. Yeah, so if you have a private yard, yeah. you, you know, no people around, and you want to <laughs> get that testosterone pumping, go outside in the sun and uh, enjoy yourself. Um, for the <laughs> wives or spouses listening to this, tell your, your husband, go outside, you know, create a little tent or cover oh, for them. Oh, my I don't gosh. Know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we talked about exercise. Um, exercise, obviously, is a, is a huge one. But compound lifts, what that means is deadlifts, mm -hmm. squats. Um, lifting that requires multiple muscle groups to be activated uh, is those areas where the testosterone is stored and it produces a ton of testosterone in your body. So make sure you, you, you are exercising, but you're doing heavy weight lifting, mm -hmm. right? Not, uh, I just want to say like, if you've never really lifted weights, like, like, let's say my dad, right. I was like, dad, you're living in a new place. Um, you've got all this free time on your hands, like go to the gym, mm -hmm. you know? That's not to say, and he said, I've never really been a big gym guy. I like to be outside. Okay, well, you need to lift some weights as you get older. We've already right. talked about this with him. That's not to say when you say lift heavy weights that he should go hurt himself. No. So, and I mean, yeah, and that's a great thing to, to bring up. I think you have to be gradual. If you're not a person that has exercise frequently, you know, go and do it in moderation. Right. Heavy lifting for you is use a machine to do leg exercises mm -hmm. uh, or um, leg presses or leg extensions, like things like that where you can use a machine. As you get stronger, you have more balance, then you can do the compound lifts mm -hmm. of like a squat or a deadlift. But don't hurt yourself um, yeah. just because you heard in the push podcast, you got to go lift heavy yeah, weights. We are not thing. doctors. Right. We're, we're not trying to go help you hurt your yourself. physician, please. <laughs> yeah, but definitely think, ease into it. I think just like not to complicate it, 
start with a resistance training. Right. That could be a band. Then that, that could, could be, be just a machine. Air. Then that could be a small dumbbell, like whatever. And then as you get stronger and more familiar with the moves, then increase the weight. Yeah. Done. Air squats. Move on. Yeah. Yep. Air, mm-hmm. air, um, deadlifts, all those things. And then add, again, add to it as you go. Um, just like we talked about the reduction of, of testosterone, it comes down to your eating. The increasing of testosterone comes down to your eating healthy fats. Foods like eggs, fatty fish, avocados, nuts, uh, all those uh, support testosterone production. Minimize your stress, meditate, take yoga, right? Mindfulness. So all the same things. All the same things. Get sleep, limit your alcohol. Same stuff. Same Is stuff, there just in reverse. Is you realized, like in doing all this research, that you know is something other than the sleep that you're going to change to continue other than the sleep and you know exposing your balls to the sun well i think the drink out of plastic bottles Mm -hmm. uh, i think i already have a you know a hydrogen hydrogen, water yeah Mm -hmm. i have have hydrogen drink out of glass or i drink out of some type of metal Mm -hmm. um i think the one thing i also learned was um doing more high intensity trainings so like i do compound lifts but Mm -hmm. i don't do a lot of hit training Mm -hmm. right and so hit training is another great way but also zinc and so i i read that um consuming zinc rich foods so foods that are high in, in zinc like oysters i eat beef uh, pumpkin seeds and lentils in your diet um, are really great to, for producing um, testosterone. And so I think that those things you want to make sure, I didn't really know that you incorporate. Um, but the big thing is is to know like, like everyone is going to be affected. No one's immune to this, mm-hmm. right? You're going to lose testosterone as you get older. Right. But these are ways to... Um, keep some of your testosterone or increase if you've lost too much. So it, the studies that I read say that the decrease in testosterone starts at 30 mm-hmm. and it's much um, it's much more gradual for a man to lose testosterone than it is a woman. Like you hit menopause and basically it's almost like over for you. Right. But men is generally speaking after 30, it decreased your testosterone level goes down by one to 2%. That's right. healthy average. And, you know, there are some men that in doing this research that we are friends with that are like, oh, yeah, I've done testosterone hormone therapy. Perfect. You're That's right. great. Right. Couple that therapy with lifting some weights and eating healthy and doing all of this other stuff and you'll be golden. Right. And I think that that's the thing. Like, know that there's many ways to do this. Um, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to how well you treat yourself, right? Yeah. And so if you're asking your body to to perform in the thing that you enjoy doing probably the most, and that's having sex, um, then you got to do other things to make sure that you're ready for it. And I think that sometimes what, what you'll find is that it, people will just say, hey, I'm going to have this unhealthy lifestyle. I'm going to drink excessively. Mm -hmm. I'm going to eat excessively. I'm going to live this life and I'm just going to pop a pill, Viagra, but not to keep in mind that, hey, the cognitive decline that you're headed towards is not going to be great. Um, The the fatigue, all the things that make you you, um, you can't just pop a pill for. Yeah. And so I think that that's some things that I wrote down to like why this is important, like, you know, understanding that the decline is gradual. So your body and everything is going to change, but also like symptoms can be subtle. And so you got to kind of pay attention, right? Like decreased libido, increase in body fat, more fatigue. Maybe you're testy and like moody lately, like, you know, your mood 
um, can often be something that people say like, oh, you're just getting older. Well, you could be getting older, which we all are, but you could also just be rapidly decreasing your testosterone. So kind of like look out for those subtle changes. And then another thing is like, yeah, this stuff doesn't sound fun. Like you cutting out sugar, saying no to dessert, going to the gym if you've never done that. But I think for us, like our lifestyle matters. Right. And we want to be able to play a significant role in like everyday things with our kids as we get older grandkids. And so I think now's the time if you're listening to this to ask yourself, well, what kind of lifestyle do I want to live as I age? Do I want to gracefully age or am I cool with just like, hey, one day waking up and shit just doesn't work. Right. And that's really important to me. Like when there's things that I don't want to do around health, I'm like, what would 80 year old Janelle say to me? <laughs> 80 year old Janelle would be like, girl, thank you so much for right. taking those vitamins. 80 year old Janelle is like, thank you so much for lifting heavy weights. Like I'm in my 80s now and I feel great. And so think about the lifestyle that you want your 80 year old self to be living and maybe start to do things to um, honor him or her. Now. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I, it's oftentimes when when people like will see me eat or they they'll they'll make comments about our diet they're like oh you got to live a little you got to like but i'm always thinking i want a high quality of life so i can live and and i don't want i'm not just eating it since i live long i I want it to be quality and and quality incorporates having sex with my wife quality incorporates thank you for that (laughs) being able and feeling able Mm -hmm. right like i think that that's the thing that people don't understand like waking up and feeling your best there are so many people right now that feeling horrible is their norm mm-hmm. and they you know they mitigate all these feelings with and caffeine to, with all right. these different things that make them feel good for a moment or make them feel able for a moment mm-hmm. to complete the task but they're not living a quality life well i think to those people what i'd say is it gets worse right so if you wake up in the morning and you don't feel rested and refreshed it's going to get worse as you get older if you wake up in the morning and you've got like chronic pain or you know you're lethargic and it's just like ah it takes you some time to warm up right. it's going to get worse and so focusing on those small subtle symptoms now i think can help make your 80 year old self really proud but another thing is like to remember lifestyle matters but it's not just about the sex drive right it's about like mental health for me like mm-hmm. i don't want my biggest fear is like alzheimer's dementia like i i don't want that men get those things too right. and so if we're not aging gracefully and taking these things uh you know as something serious that will determine whether we age gracefully have a good quality of life in the long run i think this is like maybe the wake up episode that you needed And the other thing is, is like there are treatments to these things, but like, for example, my grandmother has been married to an alcoholic for 45 years. His body, now that he's in his 80s, is starting to deteriorate. Everything's shutting down his liver. He's losing his mind. You know, you lost your teeth. And it's really putting my grandmother through like an awful quality of life. Right. And, you know, she's one of those women that's like, honey, I said till death to us part and better, you know, sickness or in health. And I'm like, yeah, but I understand that you're upset with him and he's upset with himself. He's mad because he can't do the things he used to do and his body's falling apart. And she's telling him, well, you made these decisions like you did this to yourself. And I go, but grandma, 
he didn't just do this to himself. He did it to you. Mm. And that's my issue is like, well, it's impacting my grandmother's golden years now because you're having to care for someone who fucking neglected his health. And it makes me angry. Right. And so if you were to be completely neglecting your health, I don't want to be responsible for you. (laughs) I love you. But if you are in your 30s and 40s and 50s not taking care of yourself, how is that? Like, I don't want to be responsible for that. I want to live my life and be healthy and have a good quality of a lifestyle. And if you choose not to, to me, it's a deal breaker in a relationship. And we've joked before, like, we always get fit together. We've done bodybuilding competitions together and then we get fat together. Right. When I say fat, I mean, hey, we're eating brownies this month. You right. know, like we're going to eat whatever we want. But back to your point, like someone told me recently when I was like, yeah, as I get older, like I really have to monitor like how much sugar I have. Like she told me, well, you just need to live a little like life's about balance. And I was like, yeah, I get it. Right. But like I I want to live long. Right. And so if I have to say no to the cookie, I'm okay with that today. And I don't cut out all sugar. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually very much love sweets, but I can't have dessert every single night like I did in my 20s. maybe, Right. And so just remembering that, you know, people are going to judge you regardless. They're going to judge you if you're overweight and unhealthy. They also judge you really like a lot if you're healthy. Right. And that pisses me off. Right. Oh, I don't know how you eat like that. Okay. Who has what? time Vegetables? to do that? Right. Yeah. Who, right. And I think that like, if, you know, there's a lot of, I know parents that listen to the podcast and one of the things I think that you mean our parents, no, just parents in oh, general. Uh-huh. One of the things I think that is important is, is keeping in mind that as you're raising kids, you have to take care of yourself because now that we're at the kind of the, we, you know, we've reached this place of empty nest. Like if we were wildly out of shape and now we have to spend a few years getting in shape and yep. not being able to enjoy this time right mm-hmm. now, that would be heartbreaking. Right. And I think that so many parents and so many individuals that are raising kids are putting off their health and they're saying, well, oh, I don't have time because of the kids. And we get it. Yep. We get it. But you have to find a plan of some sort with your spouse to, to make this a priority because what's going to happen is your relationship will deteriorate because you're not taking care of your health. And in all good intentions, you love your partner, you want to be supportive. But if your hormones change because you're not in, in a, at a rapid rate because you're not taking care of yourself or you're not, getting, you're not testing your, your hormone levels, what ends up happening is that that's what's going to happen. And you won't have a relationship to rekindle when the kids yeah. are, open, are, are gone. And I've been, you know, talking to a lot of women lately about the importance of health and stuff. But really, to me, what's more important than what you just said is being able to be the role model for my kids. So, for example, I'm really proud of the fact that our whole life that the kids can remember, we've had a fitness routine only because we wanted our kids to not battle their weight. We wanted our kids to be fit and healthy. And so if you want fit and healthy kids, you have to be a fit and healthy role model. 100%. And that's like the biggest thing that I think like a a woman I I ran into the other day literally said, I'm trying to like re 
reprogram my kids because I didn't make good choices when they were younger around health mm. and food and now they're struggling and so the whole family now is kind of going over like through this overhaul of healthy food now because it wasn't instilled in the kids when they were younger and now as like young adults they're struggling with their weight right and and that's just something like if you've got young kids and I mean like newborns toddlers you have to I'm telling you being on the other side you have to remember that your kids are not going to listen to what you say. They're going to watch what you do. 100%. And so if you want fit, healthy kids that are not struggling with confidence levels and, you know, health issues, you need to be a fit, healthy adult role yeah. model and parent for them. And, you know, one of the things that we taught them early on is that everyone needs their own personal workout mm -hmm. routine. Right. And I think that they all like they've done that. Yeah. I mean, through us working out with them, right. through us taking them to the gym and showing them how to go into the gym and how to use the equipment mm -hmm. and all those things. Because when you don't do that, and keep in mind, kids live a less active lifestyle than we did, mm -hmm. right? And so when they're in their teenage years, and let's just say they're not a part of any sports, you have to start showing right. them how, like, you know, what to do when they go into to gym, how to work out at home, like all those things are important because over time, like, either they're going to have to reparent themselves when they get right. older or they're going to be in this position where like they're wildly out of shape when they get into their t 20s and that's just a, the recipe for disaster for their the entire life i mean especially if you have girls right. you know like the confidence levels the comparison like and i'm just going to say like our kids are healthy thank god and they all have their own individual health routine but when we were trying to be the role models and they were little we bought kettlebells we bought squat bars right mm -hmm. we bought yoga mats things like that they did insanity with us when they were really younger when they got older we bought a peloton and when we bought a peloton we didn't just buy shoes our size we bought shoes their size too right. And so helping them see that the things that we're doing for our fitness are also for them. Uh, I'm not even going to be mad or um, embarrassed to say this, but we lied about their ages to get them gym memberships right. early so that way we could take them with us to the gym. And so we could be the ones to show them how to properly squat, how to right. properly lift weights. And so I am really, really proud that we did that because um, they are all very fit and they all have their own individual like plan that they know like, oh, I feel like crap because I haven't been working out. I need Yeah, to when they're all weights. home, they're every day they're like, I'm working yeah. out, I'm going to the gym. And we out. like, hey, are you going to the gym with me? Or are you going to go to the gym with her? <laughs> right. It's just part of our lifestyle. And I am very proud of that. Yeah. And so I guess we'll say all that to say like, you know, in the last two episodes, we've really talked about uh, this concept of health and, and especially from a hormone standpoint. And when we're talking about exercise and eating, these are all things to help you as your body changes. I don't know if we're going to find out a surefire way to stop your body from changing mm -hmm. and staying youthful. But what you can do is support it in many different ways, whether it be eating, uh, exercise or, or supplementation that you can take to keep you feeling vibrant. And I think that that's what matters the most to your relationships, yeah. to your, your overall quality of life. And so we hope this is a kind of a helpful kick in the butt for you or yeah. maybe a spark of inspiration or maybe it was just really informative. Either way, I think it's going to be helpful for you. Last thing I want to say is like uh, one of our neighbors, we, a house sold recently. I forgot to tell you, but one of our neighbors used the comment. I was like, oh, they redid that house. He goes, yeah, they put lipstick on a pig, though. And the concept of, you know, that term putting lipstick on a pig 
it immediately reminded me of, you know, as women, we get Botox, we get our nails done, we get our hair colored, we get balayage, we get all of this stuff. Men too. There's things that you guys do to feel good. You buy Jordans, you collect clothes, you wear a fancy suit, but like really the inside is really Mm. what we should be focused on. And so when I started going to the doctor and asking questions about hormone health, like I told you today, the blood panel alone that I did was $1,200. Luckily, we have good insurance and I only pay a couple hundred dollars for that. But I don't want to put lipstick on this pig. Like, I don't <laughs> want a, to. You're not a pig. I know, but I don't. I use that as a, right. like, I don't want to be getting Botox and doing all of this, like, external stuff to fix the shit that I'm ruining from the inside that's now coming right. out. Right. I feel like it's counterintuitive. I feel like you're wasting money. And I would rather spend the money like immediately when we got like, hey, this is the estimate for like hormone therapy. I was like, I could go without so many things, but I'm not going to compromise when it comes to my health. 100%. So just kind of wanted to leave you with that. If you are a woman who gets your nails done, you get your lashes done, you get your hair done, like these things are religious. You get a pedicure every week. That's great. But what are the other habits that you can be taking on? that are not just beauty related because eventually all of that stuff fades and it costs more to maintain it and to keep it up. Right. But if we started with health that would impact our hormones, that would impact our mental health, that would impact the lifestyle that we live when we're 80. I just think it's, you know, so important to not put lipstick on the pig. <laughs> okay. But so, that's your, that's your final that's push. y'all. Final yeah, <laughs> Don't so, put lipstick on yeah. the pig. Um, get the, put lipstick in the inside. Yeah. <laughs> it's like know. putting Viagra on the penis. It is. That's it is. exactly what it is. 100%. So we get Botox, you know, fillers, that kind of thing. You guys get Viagra. If we maybe reversed it and tried to do some things to be a little healthier, maybe those were the things we spent money on the gym, right. the, you know, I don't know, facials, the I don't know. Well, the tanning I think, of your balls. Yeah, I don't know. Be, before you, you know, end your relationships or you go down this path of not, you know, you're getting older and, and you seem like you're not vibing, go get your hormones checked. Like, cause like yeah. something could be drastically going on internally that is it is ruining your relationship. Yeah. And I think that this is something I think we've stumbled across, and we'll we'll try to get some experts and to help us with this because I don't think this is the last time we'll talk about yeah. these topics. And also just remember to communicate with your partner. Yeah. Because I think whether you're married, uh, dating, whatever, I think talking about things like this, like share this episode, share the the vagina episode and, you know, the erectile dysfunction episode. Share these with your friends and with your family. And I think they're good conversation starters to like, hey, did you know this happens with our body? And it's not that we want to be on a place of like standing on a soapbox telling everybody to be healthy. We've definitely made unhealthy choices and sometimes we do. But, you know, it's about just helping to educate each other and um, living a great life. So let's do it. Hopefully this was helpful for you. Share it with a friend and family. Leave us a comment. Send us an email. Eddie and Janelle at Gmail is the first one that comes to mind. But I'll link it in the show notes for you guys. Have a great time transforming your health, I guess. 100%. Yeah. We'll see you soon. Push through. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. 
hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.